You're not alone when it comes to trying new shiny diets, each one promising to make you feel incredible until you realize it's making you feel hungry and deprived and damaging your confidence a little more than the last diet you tried. Hello and thank you so much for tuning in to the Anti-Diet Podcast Show, a podcast on a mission to help you break free from yo-yo dieting and equip you with evidence-based advice so you can feel more confidence in yourself without ever feeling deprived. I'm Farah Karamburi, a deep health practitioner practitioner, an author, a keynote speaker, and the founder of the 30-Day Anti-Diet Challenge. Each episode is created to help you take one step forward in your weight loss journey without being on a diet. Each day, I will bring you a wealth of knowledge about how you can lose weight without being on a diet. And each week, I'm going to be joined by a guest or a client that's going to give us the insights and the expert advice in the world of well-being. So together, we can learn from real-life trial and triumphs. Welcome to the... Oops, it's not working... Hello and welcome to the Anti-Diet Insights with Farah Karamburi. I'm your host, Deep Health Practitioner, keynote speaker, a podcaster as well actually, as you can see, daily podcasts coming out, and the founder of the 30-Day Anti-Diet Challenge. Hello, I hope you're well, and today I bring you a conversation very close to my heart, my home, something that actually happened yesterday and this morning, and uh, actually not just happened this morning, Uh, I've been observing my kids during the pandemic, let's put it that way. And you, you know, the children are really resilient. And they put up on a put on a front that makes you think everything's okay. However, uh, a few things have actually got close to home, and that's made me realize actually the impact of COVID on my kids and other kids, their friends, my friends' kids has been huge. We may not realize it, but actually, this impact is going to last for a while. I was looking at my own family right now, how many things have been put on hold, how many things have been stopped, and how many more things are going to be put on hold as we enter 2021, and we're not sure what is actually going on. However, there is positive news. Uh, My ex-husband tells me there's a vaccine, and yet my... The vaccine is good. It's good news. It really is for all the people that tried it out for us. They're massively, you know, we owe them. Uh, however, the impact on your child's mental health, how has it been affected? Have you had the opportunity to sit down with them and have a conversation? So my story is this. Yesterday, my older son, I talk about my, I, I talk about my younger son quite a lot, but I don't talk about my older son. He seems to be all right, you know. However, yesterday when he came home, his first words to me, and I haven't seen them since Thursday because they go to their dads every other week, Thursday to Monday, Monday, come back from school, and I haven't seen him. So I give him a big hug. He's very a huggy child. You know, he looked, I looked at him and he looked, he just looked sad. And I said to him, sweetie, what's wrong? And he said, I just don't want to go to school anymore. And I said, why? And my apologies, I'm speaking in here, but I don't know if you can hear me because this thing is not you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've had a tough morning today. I'm talking to you today from my a mum's point of view versus a coach or anything else. So he, um, I said, what's wrong? I just don't want to go to school anymore. And I said, why? He said, because there's none of my kids' friends are in school. They were isolated. 
and I thought, oh my God, what happened? Because the school since, you know, the school has had a couple of cases, but they've been dealt, it's been dealt with very, very well. I'm really impressed with the way school has dealt with it. However, when it happens to your child, so he's not isolated, but, you know, whoever he sits next to isn't isolated, but there's others. So many of his classes isolated. There's literally 12 kids out of 30 left in a class, any class that he attends up, whether it be maths or science or English. And I said, oh gosh, that's uh, terrible. How do you feel? Do you feel okay? Obviously, I'm thinking, is he okay? Because if kids are off, that means my son could have something. And we also know that the impact on children is very minimal. But maybe we might have a little bit not quite seen this properly, that the effect on their mental health is bigger. So what are the changes to your children this second lockdown? The first lockdown We've talked about it so much in detail that the second lockdown is almost like, I can't believe you're doing this to me again. So the football, so my son plays football four times a week. That is stopped for him. When he spoke to me about how he felt in school, I could see that the school where he felt comfortable, he loves his friends. He's such an outgoing child. He is surrounded with his by, by, by lovely friends, fantastic friends that he's had, such a, a lucky boy. But he was, he came home and he went straight into his room and he did his tuition for maths. And then he said, I'm not doing any schoolwork, you know, I don't want to do it. And his GCSEs now. So there's that pressure of him to achieve pass in his GCSEs without um, doing the whole year in school. He's missed out on a lot of content. He said he doesn't really understand some of it, but the pressure of test, test, test is coming. So that he sat, he laid in his bed into like in a fetus position. That's never a great sign, is it? That's required. That that position requires comfort. That's asking for. Just leave me alone. You know, you you do this fetus position in your mum's belly, don't you? That's how he was. So obviously, I'm concerned, and I lay next to him, and we talk, and he watches his phone constantly because he doesn't want me to worry about him as such so the next morning I went I you know he wakes up every single day by himself never requires like my help or afros so I wake my younger son up at seven because he takes uh, a while to get ready he needs to wake up really really early the shower is on for him let's go 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 but my, my older son gets up about half seven gets ready by eight relaxed because he has to go to school a bit later because of covid again so uh, he doesn't want to get up. He actually slept through the alarm and he said, I don't want to go to school. He's, he's 15 years old and in the last 10 years, this child has told me he doesn't want to go to school maybe twice in 10 years. And he was adamant. And I, I looked at him and I thought, this is not right. Something isn't right. I said, sweetheart, you can't miss school anymore. We've already missed so much, you know, from the first lockdown. And I'm trying to be very asking him, why don't you want to go to school? And he said, because none of my friends are there. And I, and <laughs> almost like he wants to be isolated, really. And I said, darling, we still need to go. And I'm, I'm very resilient as a parent. You know, unless they're really poorly, they're going to school, right? They are, I've, I've kind of brought them up like that and... Uh, a little bit of cough, cold, come on, you know. I know things are different now. If you got a bit of cold, you've got to stay home in case it's COVID. But they're both fine, you know. Look after their nutrition, look after them well. So hopefully they're okay. 
Anyway, he get, he, I said to him, okay, that's not a choice. So I went downstairs, continued to help my other son with his breakfast, getting him ready and out on time. And then he came down for breakfast. And this is another thing that's never happened in the past 10 years. He always eats his breakfast. Very occasionally would he not eat it. He decided he didn't want breakfast. I'm just basically talking to you about step by step and what the events have happened in my house and the effect of COVID on my kids. So I made him a porridge, which he didn't want. I said, well, have we to Bix, darling? You know how you how mums just get onto you get onto doing um, fixing, don't you? So you're like, what can I give him? What can I give him? And I'm like, giving all these options. Have eggs, toast. What do you want? You know. And then I thought, I need to back off. I said, okay, sweetheart, if you don't want breakfast, I don't want to force him. Again, fetus position and on his bed in uniform. Doesn't want to come down. Doesn't want to have breakfast. At this stage, my son's bike, younger son's bike, brakes are not working. So I have to drop him. I've got to take him myself. So I get him in the car and I know that I won't have a chance to say goodbye to my older one. So I go in the car. On my way back up, I, I ring illegally using my phone while driving. That's what mums do. This is reality. And I'm trying to call him and ask him to just to see if he's okay. And he, he picks up and he's like, I'm getting ready to go to Tesco to buy his lunch. He buys his lunch from Tesco's, the £3 deal, because he prefers that to the school lunches. Another thing affected by COVID is his favorite lunch is sold out due to his lunch being, <clears throat> his lunch being much later uh, because of the way they have staggered your coming in and coming out of school. So he guesses. So I said to him, I meet you. I will meet you at Tesco. I didn't want him to go without seeing me. More of my need, maybe, or his. I'm not sure. Anyway, we get to Tesco's. I big buy him the biggest chocolate croissant, Twister. You know, the twisted, right? He loves that. I know that. I know there's no way if I buy this, he's going to refuse it. So can you see my desperate need to make sure this child is going to get fixed? And I use food to pacify him. Sometimes you just have to do whatever you have to do. Okay. And this is one of those moments. So I get that I needed to buy some coffee and I needed some Weetabix. So I bought all of those three things. And I said to him, wait for me and I've got something for you. So he shows up at Tesco's, he buys his lunch. And I give him this and a smile comes on his face. <coughs> Excuse me. And I think, yes, yes, this has worked. And off he goes. And then we waited for his friend, to, <coughs> his friend, one of the friends that is very close to him, my, my really good friend's son. He joins him and he sees him and instantly his face lights up again. So, and then I came home. My mind is filled with, oh my God, how can I make this right for him? And I can't, I literally can't. I sat, sit down on the toilet, you know, the morning toilet that you do. I sat down with my phone, <laughs> telling you a bit too much today. And I start to type a message to him. Uh, I haven't got my phone here, otherwise I'll read it out to you. I said to him on the phone, uh, on the WhatsApp message, sometimes in life, things are not perfect. Sometimes we have highs, sometimes we have lows. You're feeling a little down today and yesterday you were feeling that, but it's okay. I said, it's okay to feel sad. Stay in this feeling. It's fine to be the way you're feeling. It's very normal, I said. I wanted to normalize it for him. I didn't want him to think that he's being weird by the way he's feeling. 
and it's okay. I said, if you need any help, you, you've got. And I said, let's look at all the positive things happening to you right now. So just list it out. Family, friends, FIFA, Xbox. It's, you know, he loves it. I couldn't say your love for football because he can't play. All his games have been put off for the whole month. No training, no football, nothing. Um, so I put, picked out all the four or five things and I listed it. And then in the end, I said, love you to the moon and back. Reassurance, reassurance. And that's what I did. And I felt that's enough for now. And I felt, and then I thought about it a bit more. And I thought the reason he is feeling like this, because all his life, he's never had to see anything like this. Never. He's never had to experience anything like this. So, for me, I'm taken into my stride because I've come from the times of war. Not World War II, by the way. Not that old. But I was alive and kicking Iran-Iraq war, right? We were living in Iraq at this short period of time. And there was every evening the bullets would be fired because they, they used to fight at night. I don't know what that's about. But. And you could hear it. You could hear the firing like that. Every single night I used to run to the toilet and have a really t bad tummy as a result of that. And I used to feel frightened. But I had to do this. It's not the choice. That was my environment. Because we chose to stay there. My dad had a, a, a project going on. He was building a dam. But he's not a builder. He's an accountant. But he was part of the project team. And we had gone there for that reason. I'd also lived in places like without my mom and dad for a period of time. So that made me more resilient. And in the times I felt lonely and down, I got used to those. My kids have been brought up protected in cotton wool. This, what's going on around them, and maybe for your own kids, is very severe, weird, and he has to adapt. So when his lunch wasn't available, he's had the same lunch for four years. The baguette with chicken. The woman who served him, serves him in Haisley, in his school, has got the lunch, used to have the lunch ready for him. She knew who, you know, who it was. When he went back to school, that lunch was not available for him. It's gone. Finished. So adaption. And how much adaption do you do? So he's adapting constantly. So he's been governed by the environment. So his football, he's been told, he loves football. You can't play it. doesn't matter if you love it or not. You're not going to play this anymore. Um, a couple of his appointments got cancelled for his feet because they're not important apparently anymore. Um, he can't play with his friends. He went to play with one of his friends and they were not comfortable sending their son out to play with him how does that feel not great so this is happening from the weekend by the way what I've just said and then gone into the Monday and it's coming to the Tuesday now and let's see if we can change the week around but coronavirus can affect teens directly and indirectly so beyond getting sick many teens social emotional and mental well-being is impacted by the pandemic. And you have to realize that trauma faced at this developmental age may have long-term consequences. You just We don't know how this is going to show up when they are older. So what is, what is actually the fundamental changes that have happened is changes in routine, right? I've just ex explained to you. If, you've, if they've got girlfriend and boyfriend, they can't see them. That's changes in routines. You know, uh, their friends taking time off, school closures, that's a huge thing. It's missed out on a massive learning opportunity. 
that can never be fulfilled, by the way. The extra three weeks given by the government is a joke. How can you, how can you teach my child six worth month of content in three weeks? It's a joke. But thank you, Boris, for giving us that. Um, it's also important to understand that they had to do virtual learning. He's never done virtual learning all his life. My younger son is going straight into virtual learning. Affects. This is, this is changes. These are changes. Um, things like missing significant life events. So my younger son missed out on his graduation and he had to just graduate on his own. His opportunity to say goodbye wasn't quite there. And my older son is about to finish school. Is he going to have the opportunity to say goodbye? That's an, a massive, significant life event that he may miss out on. Looks like it anyway. So you can see that there's no, he can't get excited about anything. He can't get excited for future. And he can't get excited for what's, how things will change. He has no, he's uncertain. So are we. So these are things that are happening. How you deal with it? I don't know. I'm a parent myself and I don't know the answer to it but I know that these are the things that are happening however I will definitely look into it deeper and seek help if I need to so things like job losses and lost wages are going to affect the household total income which means your children are going to be affected as a result of that uh, perhaps the parents are fighting okay that break relationship breakdown or difficult relationship between parents as a result of finances or being together too much could also affect your children so what can you do well, the things that I can see is you maintain a normal routine as much as possible, taking each day as it comes. The biggest thing you can do is to talk and listen and encourage expression. So my older son is not great at uh, opening up, you know, but I can see from his face and I'm there constantly trying to figure out what is going on with him. Try and encourage him to talk, but don't keep pushing back off if he doesn't want to, but must ask the question, keep going into his room and saying, are you Okay. You know, just sometimes we just lay together and I just massage his hair and, and maybe he will say a few things. So you have to find your own way of having that communication with your child and then teach simple steps to stay healthy. OK, rather than freaking them out and making them frightened about their health, it's about showing them the role modeling behavior It's that you can show them have your vitamin C, having your vitamin D in the morning. So soon as the pandemic started, I started to raise the vitamins. So I'm, I'm aware of if they are healthy inside out, then they will ha hopefully beat the virus, even if they catch it. Um, and also because they, they're, they're going to school, they're bringing it to our house. So not only they need to be protected, but we have to as adults as well. And also have a mother, their grandmother, which they see. Obviously, they can't see her. That's another change uh, again. So be alert to any change in behavior. This is quite important. So the reason I brought this subject today, and it's, I know I'm going on for a little longer than scheduled, um, but this is something very close to my heart and I wanted to bring it to you because if I'm feeling like this, I know there are other moms and dads probably feeling the similar way. So be alert for any changes. So my son, like I said, never told me he doesn't want to go to school. But for him to say that, I can't ignore that. I do need to think about it. I do need to hear him and I need to ask the question what's going on asking good questions will get you the, some of the deeper answers and then resource uh, reassure ad, uh, your teen about their safety because that's really important if they now think that nothing is safe nothing you can touch 
can't ever hang out with my friends like I used to. You know, used to play fight and, you know, be all over each other. We can't do that again. Can you see that now they're developing that they're developing this idea of everything outside may not be very clean. I'm not too sure about the world. I'm not sure about traveling anymore. I'm not too sure about uh, being in other people's homes, perhaps. All of these things are getting affected and impacting your team and yourself probably. Uh, but they are the ones who are going out this time, right? They're not inside. We are indoors and they're out to the schools. And they're thinking, well, my mom doesn't have to go to school or uh, work or my dad. Um, their dad is actually. <laughs> Most people are staying working from home. So why is it okay for us to go to? That's the question that's been asked by my kids. Why is it okay for them to mix with kids but not them? And I did my best to explain that. So recognize and address fear. What is the fear that they're going through? Recognize it. Don't poo-poo it. Don't say it's never going to happen to you. You don't want to do that. You do not want to say that because you don't know. You don't know that. What you need to say is, if it does happen to you, then we will deal with whatever happens. See, so sleeping was one of the things my younger was affected, and I spoke very openly about that. So the worries may manifest in a way that you may not be prepared for, and that's what you want to look out for. Maybe even I, I asked my, my ex-husband, have you got the email uh, address for his tutor? Because I'm going to drop her a line in a minute to say, this is what happened. And just will you keep an eye on him, make sure he's okay in school. That's showing that you know, you're raising awareness. Because when the teacher knows this, and then maybe few parents have done this, then there is something that they may have to think about and how the kids that are not isolating, how they're getting affected while some of the kids are isolating. And teach and reinforce Everyday prevention actions, you know, the reinforce it. Just, you know, make sure you get the hand. My, my little nephews come in straight and they wash their hands because they've got this habit solidly in them. Um, and then keep your children healthy. Give them fruits, give them vegetables, try different things, maybe cook with them. So this is how we are slightly pivoting because of what's been pre prevent, presented to us due to our environment. Our environment has changed. Our environment affects people, good or bad. If you want to bring your, because what you can control is inside your house environment. You can't control the COVID. You can't control what Boris is asking us to do. You can complain about it, but you can't control it, which means what can you do in your environment, in your home, which may impact positively on your child's health. That's routines, by the way. Feeling sorry for them, giving in to them and buying them presents is not the answer. Although I did that today. So I take that back. Feeling sorry for them and buying them big presents is not the answer. Have a chocolate croissant to to put a smile on a, a child's face who loves chocolate croissant. I mean, who doesn't love chocolate croissant anyway? Sometimes works. It actually does. There is root. There is there is sugar is attached directly to happiness. Now, what am I teaching him? That you are having a bad day, and my mummy is going to give you that. But if I've made it into a habit, I get my chocolate croissant every day. What am I teaching him? That you just show me your sad, you know, you show me your sad face and I'm going to get you a chocolate croissant. That's not very responsible of me because I want him to eat healthy. So eats healthy breakfast. And I, I actually put on the message, try not to miss your breakfast, but it's okay every now and then if you don't want it. That's absolutely fine. So here we are. I think that's uh, the longest conversation I've had with you, but it was one that was happening right here in my house and two affecting me and my kids. So I thought I'd bring it to you so that you can relate to it if you do 
let me know in the comment below if any of this kind of resonates and if it does if you need some help reach out i don't have the answers to everything but you may do you may have answers to something you may point me in a direction of a good podcast or a book or even a blog which i may be able to read and learn from so thank you so much for listening and i will see you tomorrow thanks guys Hey everybody, this is Farah again. I wanted to invite you to the best thing I've ever created inside the Deep Health community. It's a challenge and we call it the 30 Day Anti-Diet Challenge. Every professional woman is one challenge away from achieving the life where she can gain control over her health and her weight loss. I've created this challenge to help you lose up to 10 pounds in weight no matter where you are in your weight loss journey. This challenge is going to help you to understand why the diets you've tried in the past that haven't worked and why eating this way can revolutionize the way you look at food and transform your body and create that ultimate success. I recommend highly you do this right now. Stop this video, pause it, go online and press the 30dayantidietchallenge.com and join the next challenge. The next challenge starts in few days.